we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Vlogcast that comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why, as in, why didn't I turn on silent on my phone this time? Damn it. <laughs> I did. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> oh, God. Now, see, now I'm all kinds of screwed up now. I don't even know how the hell my opening is supposed to go anymore. <laughs> This show started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect to answer some of the questions of why can't people on Facebook just listen to reason and not jump down my throat and call me a racist? Really? Nice. Nice going there. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Triple all over the place. S-H-U-J-I-N. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. Let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody and tell you what's kind of special about tonight. Top left-hand corner of, yeah, you, I saw you I saw you turn off your mute button. I saw it over there. Top left-hand corner of the bingo card, getting Dallin. What, do you expect me to mess this up? I mean, we've already had two scrubs tonight. Don't even start with me. <laughs> Too late. Down and to the right into the Midwest of the U.S. Good evening, Bridget. Good evening. Over north of me, back into Canada. Good morning, heretic woman. Good morning. Across the pond over into Paris, France. Good morning, Joseph. I think he's still getting his Good coffee. Good morning. There you are. <laughs> Just got back. Welcome back. And special guest this evening or this morning, depending as to what time zone you're in. And I'll explain part of why in a couple of moments. Joining us from the left coast, where it's almost still um, sunlight. Mystery guest, would you sign in, please? Greetings, fellow space travelers. Bionic Dance here. Uh, some folks might call me Kate during the chat. That's fine. That's my actual first name. So, hey, everyone. Welcome to the place. Now, uh, for those of you that might uh, be keeping track of score, yes, this is episode 208. This is our fourth program anniversary. Yes, I'm making up stuff as I'm going along. Tonight marks four years worth of programming that we've done. And it doesn't mean that we started four years ago because we've had a couple of off weeks, but I'm actually pretty damn proud about this point because, well, let's face it, it's still going and nobody's served us with a C and D yet. So good on us. Some people understand that's a cease and desist letter. <laughs> cease and they desist just letter. don't know us that well yet. Yeah, well, that's perfectly fine. I was getting a little bit worried. Bridget is over there going, uh, wait, no, that's that, no. <laughs> I knew what that was. That's why I was snickering. Thank you. <laughs> see, see, Bridget is our medical, uh, I'm going to go with expert because close enough. Unknown drip under pressure? Yeah. Okay. So, um, we will see how things uh, play out. Uh, a couple of, uh, a couple of technical pieces for everybody to know about um, to try and help this out because of the way that uh, technology is running. Um, if we can, uh, if we can all individually mute ourselves while we're not talking to try to uh, offload uh, bionic dances connection with the hangouts is being really, really funky. So we're going to try to offload some of the, uh, some of the data so that, you know, we, we try to help her out because she's not hearing us really well. Um, when you guys do want to talk, just unmute yourselves and I will see what's, uh, I will see, you know, when everybody wants to go ahead and talk. Those of you that are watching live, however, of course, as always, thank you for joining us. 
please take advantage of the live chat. We've got it on your screen somewhere. I don't know where it is on your screen. I don't really care. But of course, do thank you for being with us. I did see that wild wonky wizard. <clears throat> sure. Okay. No problem. Joining us. Welcome, Stephanie. And right now, that's all that we've got. We will expect to see some other folks joining us in a little bit. However, let me go ahead and uh, let me go ahead and get everything rolling for us over here with my opening. So with five minutes on the clock, five minute freestyle starts right now. And I marked this one off as uh, four years later. Yeah, man, it's four years. Who knew? You know, um, when, when we got started with whole, this whole thing, it started off as a, uh, well, I, I don't know how to describe it other than Dallin, Joey, and I, not Joseph, Joey, and I uh, have been doing a radio show uh, streaming for a while out of Second Life. And we had some times where we had some news stories that were just um, not fun, I guess is probably the nicest way of putting it. And I was told, you know, some of those uh, some of those news reports. Yeah, that's not really fun. Okay. So we got to thinking about it, and that's when I decided we need to have an opportunity of, of going through this stuff. And holy crap, got started. I'm really good at coming up with some ideas every once in a while, and I needed, um, I needed a name. The name came to me. Okay. We needed a venue. We needed something inside of our budget, which was non-existent. Google Hangouts. Okay. We had some way of putting this stuff together with equipment we already had. And the first year comes along. We're doing okay. And I'm trying to figure, what do we do? Do we keep going? I mean, is it worth it? And that was when I got my ass kicked by Cash from Atheist on Air. And I've talked about it often enough. If you knew that you were going to spend a couple of hundred dollars when all is said and done, but you were going to help one person, would you do it? Of course. The motherfucker, what is stopping you? And that was it. And that's when I basically said, okay, we're just going to go ahead and do this. Now, we are in no way, shape, or form as polished as a whole bunch of other guys that are out there. And by guys, I mean guys and gals, because, I mean, let's face it, Bionic Dance does a damn good job. And I told her before we got started that I've been watching for a while, and I'm really proud that she decided to take some time to be with us for this. Because, let's face it, we're out here talking into the aether we don't really know who's listening for the most part most of the time it's just us sitting here and doing our thing and i as i've said even this these five minute freestyles there are only a handful of times where i actually have stuff written down because i needed those numbers but for the rest of it it's just me it's just me talking it's me looking at how things have been and what I've got 
at the four-year point at this at this juncture is a lot of pride. There are a number of groups that I listened to and stopped listening to because of one reason or another. Maybe maybe they did something just really dickish. Maybe they complained when they shouldn't have. Maybe they went off the air because the way that things end up playing around because, you know, life does that to you. And then there are the people who, like us, we don't have any theology degrees. We don't have any degrees in talking about stuff. We are not bullshit artists. We didn't try to bullshit last week. We didn't try to bullshit this week. We just look at stuff and say, this is how I see it. And if that makes us right, cool. And if you think we're wrong, that's cool too. But we make it a point of saying, look, this is what we've got. And this is how I've come to look at whatever it is. And you don't agree with me? Good. Tell me why. Because I got news for you. I intentionally made sure that the episode numbers have three digits to them. We ain't going anywhere anytime soon. We may not get as good as some of those other guys with polish, but we'll still be here. As long as we don't have to pay quite as much as a lot of other guys do. As stated, this is episode 208 on the docket, Your Honor. The best defense which to some people doesn't make any sense. The best defense is good offense. Some people have said, and yes, I was intentionally referencing a comedy skit from years gone by, but in this particular case, like I said, bionic dance is our special guest because one of the things that has come up on many an occasion, and she has stated many times over with her videos, when she responds to theists, who put up their stuff on YouTube, it's from a position of self-preservation, of self-defense, because too many times these people are just going ahead and using whatever book they've got to justify, well, being a dick. I think that's probably the nicest way of wording it. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk with her about why it is, what, what people can do in the same realm, and maybe we're already doing it and don't even realize it. Before we get into that, however, uh, really quickly, Heretic Woman, uh, first off, of course, welcome back. It's been a little while. I was here last week. It, I know. It's, I'm getting senile and old. Leave me alone. Um, it's all right. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any new no. news on Rafe Badawi no at the moment. No uh, news. The, yeah, the only information that I did hear is that... Um, He's his mood has not been really good recently. He's been feeling yeah. kind of down. But uh, the uh, the holy crap uh, Twitter account did tweet out to his uh, his Twitter profile, which is there for his uh, you know for people to keep updated as, as to what's going on. Right. But um, unfortunately, as usual, we have no real news at the moment. However, uh, as of tonight's show. As of tonight's recording, this now puts us at five years, 10 months, four days, 
Since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime, our thoughts and our hopes are still with you and your family. We're still hoping for you. So let's get a let's get a real quick recap as to what goes on in the life and times of a struggling and and wanting to be 3D artist and and vlogger in the wonderful realms of California. Bionic Dance, how did you get started with this whole thing in the first place? And and how has it been for you since you started? Well, I started about nine, 10 years ago, believe it or not. And originally I set up my channel to be for CGI. I did not have any intention of getting into the atheism scene. Uh, In fact, the name Bionic Dance is a reference to one of my favorite TV shows from the 80s, Bionic 6. And uh, when they would power up, they'd do this weird whooshing, swirling, kind of martial artsy looking thing, shout Bionics on, and uh, they'd put this ring in a wrist (laughs) thingy. And I was like, they're doing the bionic dance that's the origin Uh, of the name but then a friend of mine started pointing to all of these people who were doing atheism videos and i was like you know i agree with these folks and i'd like to talk about it now sometimes i regret not starting a second channel with a more atheism centric name because i would like my channel to be more for animation but well what's done is done and uh but I've, i've often said that if religious people can learn to share and play nicely with the other kids, then my channel will go back to being purely for CGI. And well, obviously that's unlikely to happen, but I'd like to think that I'm doing a certain amount of good with what I do. Now, as for how life has been, how my experience on YouTube has been since I started, it's been kind of up and down. I have to say, uh, there were some conflicts in the early days of uh, my my channel, and uh, I, I said a few things that people very much disagreed with, and some of them still do, and I was given a rather large mountain of shit for that. And so I, I suspect that that might be part of why my channel is not as successful as I'd like it to be. Uh, I mean, there are some folks where I, they, they started recently. They've been around for maybe a year, maybe a little bit less. Uh, one or two of them, I gave a shout out and now they have almost as many subscribers as I do. And it's taken me 10 years to get there. So, uh, and also their videos get more views than mine. And I'm not sure why that is, But it can be a little disheartening at times. Still, I'm keeping at it. And I have some very dedicated, longtime followers. And they've all been great to me. So that's that's been wonderful. Uh, It's it's been an interesting journey, I have to say. My style of videos have changed a couple of times as I either got better with CGI or uh, for a while I was using sort of a CGI character to emote whenever I would say something. So it was like, uh, I was not actually appearing on camera. Part of that is because I got a lot of hate for my looks. Uh, And recently I've decided to get back on camera and that's actually been fairly rewarding. People are being a lot more kind. So, gosh, what what is life like right now as a a YouTuber? And I, I guess I should call myself professional 
YouTuber because I am right now making my living off of the rather generous donations people have given me on Patreon. I mean, the the ads I uh, the money I get from ad revenue on YouTube is hardly worth it, honestly. But yeah. people on Patreon. I mean, okay, I couldn't live on what they give me if I was paying rent, but I own my own place, and so I don't really have that bill to pay. And so with what they do actually send me, I end up with a surplus every month. Now, uh, as for making videos, I usually do two, maybe three a week by just doing some searches for various keywords, religion, atheism, Christianity, all of that, and see if anyone has made a video that it seems like I could reasonably respond to. Like they were coherent. They, they weren't just rambling or babbling. Uh, the video isn't too long because if it's more than 10 minutes, it'll take me all freaking day to make the video. And uh, things like that. If I don't find anything from a basic search, well, I make sure to put the uh, channel and video as links in each description of my videos so I can go back to somebody who's made a video that I responded to and see if they've done anything else. So every couple of days I do that kind of a search. I'll make a video based on what I find. And there you go. Uh, the rest of my time is spent either on CGI projects, rollerblading, or whatever else I feel like doing video games. Uh, I got Oculus Rift recently, so that's been fun. So, I mean, the life of a professional YouTuber is mostly that. And considering that you're uh, off on the left coast, like I said, um, you know, first off, you have no idea how fortunate you are. I have a friend of mine that's up in, um, uh, up in Alaska. And, uh, yeah, she gave me all kinds of help because, uh, the other day it was uh, 60 degrees Fahrenheit and here I am outside of Buffalo and we still have some snow on the ground and only just barely over the freezing mark. So for you, yay, congratulations, rollerblading, well, I, whatever you feel like it almost. As I understand it, cause I, I moved to San Diego like a year and a half ago. Uh, I moved from Seattle, which as I understand it is having a bit of a monster winter too. And you talk about Buffalo. I was raised in Vermont, so you can understand. Mm. Yeah. You can probably empathize. Yes. Yes, I can. And I, I grew up on Long Island. So for me, it was hurricane season, not mm. snow season. <laughs> I don't know which one's worse. I mean, yeah, you got flooding and hurricane season, but, you know, every once in a while you get snows that collapse buildings. So, you know, <laughs> one way or the other. Yeah, but no, I, I do feel lucky to be living in Southern California, I have to say. Good on you for that. Yeah, although there, there is a weird movement afoot at the moment uh, because of the way things are going in the country. There's actually a movement called CalExit that wants to make California yes. its own yes. country. I've heard of That's this. That's kind of interesting, I have to say. Um, if it passed, and I don't think it will, I have to wonder what the response will be from our current administration. Um. um I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to put it out there uh, a whole lot of angry tweets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> at least to start. Yeah, 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 probably that. That would probably break Twitter for at least a few hours. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, one one thing you do I think is really neat is um, you s help staff uh, an atheist booth in one of the local parks, right? 
Yeah, actually, that was uh, today. I I was there from about 11 to maybe 4 today. So, yeah. And that's at Balboa Park, am I remembering right? Yes, Balboa Park on the Prado. I'm I'm a Canadian, and I've never been West, so I'm totally going by memory from your videos. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that's neat because so people just come up and be like, you're an atheist? What's that about? (laughs) Well, I mean, a lot of people will come up to us and either say, thank you, this is awesome, or they'll say, I'm not sure about anything, please tell me more. And then we get the complete nut bars. Because <laughs> there have been some really interesting debates. In fact, there's two videos on my channel. Uh, one of them is called Around and Around in Balboa Park. I can't remember what the other one is. But there was this one guy, the Around Around, he he like we would make an argument, he'd say he understood. And then within just a couple of minutes, he would make a point that made it clear that he'd forgotten what we'd said. <laughs> and we just kept going around in circles, trying to convince him of, of anything we said. And he just didn't seem to get it. The other video is this, this woman who thought that she could faith heal people right on the spot. Oh, oh. That yeah. sounds delicious. And it was it was interesting. And at one point, I'm like like trying to what one of the folks, one of our atheist friends, had like some sort of arthritis or something going on his in his hand, and he asked her to heal him. And like she prayed so hard she started crying. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was it was definitely an interesting time. And every now and then we get people just like that. And those are the fun ones. Yeah, it would be. You haven't had anybody try to, you know, make your hand grow the same length or anything like that. <laughs> no, no, that hasn't happened. And um, uh, uh, we, we haven't had anyone try to heal an amputee either. Interesting. See, now I'm a diabetic, so I'd be like, okay, let's get the show on the road. Like, fix it, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've got epilepsy. I would love, hey. like, in 10 or 12 yeah. weeks, I'm actually <clears throat> having brain surgery to try to end my seizures, but oh, I would wow. love it if someone could faith heal me to not have to do that. Uh, <laughs> that that uh, would be good. Speaking as someone who's just recently had surgery, I can completely relate to that. Um, that was not something I wanted. And, um, yeah, I'm trying as hard as I can to block 2017 out of my head as much as possible. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's something that I think uh, we can we can probably jump into for uh, a, a couple of minutes over here. Um, that kind of outreach is so. Uh, oh, by the way, I've almost completely forgotten uh, th- the guys over there over on the live chat. If you have questions that you'd like to go ahead and put to any of us, or very specifically for Bionic Dance, please by all means d- go ahead and chime in. I mean, that's part of the reason why we're all here and not to boost our ratings that's we we don't we don't <laughs> look at that seriously i don't look at numbers i don't care i know we keep doing our thing because we we enjoy the hell out. i enjoy it the rest of the guys are just on probation or something i don't know what that was anyway <clears throat> the outreach that you're talking about actually being out there in public and this is something that you uh you do on a fairly regular basis you said right yeah, every week. Okay. So uh, the opportunity of being out in public every week as a, uh, as, a, as a recurring thing, I have to imagine that the first couple of times that you went along for this might have been a little um, curious 
at times, no? Well, I'm not, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. Well, I would well imagine that uh, the first time going out for something like that, where it's technically public speaking, I can imagine that the first couple of times, like you said, you've got the bell curve of people anywhere from this is great, not quite sure, and then the ones that are on the other end of the bell curve, I guess. Um, I'm kind of wondering how how easy was it to get used to talking to people in a, in a public setting like that? Well, I mean, it's not too different from having a chat right here. I'd, I'd done the occasional live debate, which I don't normally like to do because I like to be able to do research instead of having to go by the seat of my pants. But uh, I'd done that. Uh, I'd been on a cable access TV show back in Seattle, and I don't know if anyone saw it, but I was actually on an episode of Tosh.0. And uh, it just it gets to a point where speaking in public or speaking to an audience gets fairly easy. Uh, in fact, I, I don't know if everyone knows that my videos are scripted, but I do my best to make them sound natural and not like I'm reading. I, I don't know if I succeed in that. Um, but You do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. say that right now. That, that sounds completely off the cuff, like just an, a natural timbre. Um, I do videos for work, uh, for my job, a lot of training stuff and everything is scripted, but unfortunately I always end up, um, doing the good old fashioned fifties radio voice. <laughs> and I, I, every time I have to go back in and edit something like that, I just kick myself. I don't know what it is. I cannot stand the sound of my own voice when I do stuff like that, but the sales guys eat it up. So what can I do? <laughs> Well, you do the announcer voice rather well, I have to say. So. He does. He does. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, speaking in public to complete strangers, uh, it's actually not that difficult. Mind you, I don't know how I would do if I hadn't had 10 years of YouTube experience. I, I, I honestly don't know. Maybe it would be nerve wracking then. But most people are fairly friendly and cordial, even if they disagree with us. And that makes it pretty easy, too. I have to admit, some of my companions at the booth, I think, could use a little bit of, of public speaking instruction. Because, like, there's this one guy, I'm not naming any names, but he was arguing with somebody today. And, gosh, the guy looked like he, like, Ron Howard and Clint Howard had been melded into one person. It was crazy. <laughs> But uh, he was talking to the guy and he almost sounded like he was, well, not whining, but protesting. Right? Mm. Like if the guy would make a point, he'd be like, well, yeah, but did you think about this? What about this point? And it was just like, dude, you got to you got to not sound so, I guess, high pitched. You got to sound less like you're you're grouchy with the guy. I mean, keeping that sort of cordial voice going on really helps set people at their ease. It makes them more willing to talk to you uh, without it becoming a conflict kind of thing. Uh, and that's actually, well, it's not exactly something I do in my videos. I do something similar where I try not to do what they call upspeak. Like even if I'm asking a question, I try to keep my timber pretty even so that it almost but not quite sounds like a statement i think that projects a certain amount of confidence um again i don't know whether that comes off or not i don't know whether people have noticed or if it actually has any kind of effect on the people who haven't noticed but that is something i attempt to do and i think it helps with not just the communication but getting my point across mm -hmm. i would say so um uh, and yeah. like, like i said before we went on the air 
you know, I've, I've been watching for quite a while and your, your style of speaking works very well. Do I think that it was the only reason why I knew you were scripting yourself was simply because of how well your delivery worked one to the next, to the next cut. Other than that, you sound as natural as anybody should sound. So oh, well, you're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, look, the, the rest of the guys will tell you, I don't blow smoke up people's skirts just because I can blow smoke up people's skirts. If somebody has earned it, they've earned it. And like I told you off the air, you know, you've got my respect. You've done well for yourself. Oh, thank you. Well, like I told you off air, it's kind of weird feeling like, like when people say that, I feel like I'm a rock star. I mean, it feels <laughs> like, it feels like uh, I'm getting all this, this wild praise, like I'm getting out of a limo or something. And there's that cognitive dissonance where to me, I'm just some schmuck at a desk with a webcam. And so there's this disconnect where it's it, like I'm not in front of a camera with a director and uh, people holding lights at me and stuff. I'm doing all of it myself. And so there's, like I say, that disconnect of, of um, people expressing such, I don't want to say admiration, but you know what I'm saying, giving me that kind of praise and me just thinking, hey, I'm sitting in my living room doing this. You know what? That's that's the way you're going to be about it. You know what? Yes, you're sitting there at your desk <laughs> and you're not the only one that's got their own toys to play around with as they're sitting at their desks. Yeah. So, you know, yep. don't worry about it. You've got you've got you got plenty of good company with people who are just like, what can I tinker around with today? Hmm, yeah, I think today I think today I'll put uh, Nightmare Moon over on the side for myself. Yeah, that's that's what I'll do. Don't worry about it. We've all got our quirks and let's face it. You've shown off a lot of the stuff that you've got. You like Tron. You like the Rebellion. You have answered tweets when I've sent them. You know, you're you're good people. So there you go. Well, I mean, that is another thing is uh, a lot of YouTubers out there will not look in their message section and talk to their viewers. And I find that perhaps problematic i I think it's not a good idea i've made a lot of pretty decent friends just by chatting with my viewers and like sometimes people ask for clarification on something i've done that on other people's videos and get new reply and i'm like i'm going to tell you what i meant if i was confusing if i managed to not get my message across that is something i need to correct so I, i actually really like uh there's interacting with people it's it's i think part of what you should do as a video creator well speaking as someone who uh i did a lot of podcasting back in the the early 2000s like back when it was just coming out you know it was new media it was the new edgy thing and i remember the one thing i really loved about it was that personal touch you know you would li- you could listen to a book or read a book and you you know you could write a letter to the author and say you know how much you liked it and there was a good chance you'd never hear from them yeah um i just got uh, i just got back in contact with a podcaster from 2006 who i haven't talked to he dropped off the radar after he went and got a real job <clears throat> well as much as a real job as being a professional voiceover artist can be oh, i personally wow. no personally i think that's really cool Mm-hmm. But um, he came back. He's uh, he's now sent, um, 
advertising a microphone that he built and he's looking at doing a production run. I said, I want in on this because, well, I, <laughs> I love toys like that. And the response I got from him was, where the hell have you been? I haven't seen you in years. Like he remembered me from all that time. Oh, wow. And, That's and like, but, but like this so-called, this new media, this DIY content creation, I think having that personal touch with your audience is paramount. You know, that, that's what sets, sets us apart from, you know, so-called mainstream these days. You know, I have to ask you, because, I mean, speaking as an animator, voice actors are kind of a focus of mine, maybe even a passion. Is this somebody I would know? I, I very much doubt it. I'll, his name is Mark Yoshimoto Nemkov. Okay, then no. <laughs> well, no, I mean, his, I'm actually Facebook friends with uh, Rob Paulson. I don't know if you know who that is, but oh, um, the name rings a bell. He he was the voice of the original Raphael on uh, Ninja Turtles. He's the voice of Yakko and Pinky on Animaniacs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's done so much, and yeah. he's awesome. Actually, as I understand it, he's Donatello now on the new Ninja Turtles. That's kind of strange. <laughs> but no, Rob Paulson's awesome, and it's great to be Facebook friends with him. Yeah. So. The Mark was, um, he got started off, um, he used to do, a, his, the show he did was called The Pacific Coast Hellway, and it was as politically incorrect as you could get uh, in those days. Uh, he held nothing back. Like uh, one of his skits was uh, Thalidomide Baby Jesus. <laughs> I had no, honestly, I have gone looking for archives of this stuff. I can't find it anywhere. He wiped it clean, probably because he was going to go professional and decided eh, maybe I don't want people looking at this, but yeah. he's also, um, he's also an author. He's done podcast novels. He's actually redoing, uh, one of his original books uh, called number one with a bullet. It's on, uh, he's actually doing it on YouTube right now. He's redoing the the narrative. And he's, he's kind of got that, that tone, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, the, uh, he's the kind of guy who could do the whole in a world, mm. although, although his voice doesn't quite get that low, but damn, he's good <laughs> yeah. at what he does, you know? Um, but, but yeah, the, the fact that he actually remembered who I was from like when I did my novel back in the day, which I'm trying to get you know, I was going to try to do some recording on it today. My neighbor's dog. Oh. All day and would not shut up. Oh. Honestly, what? I think he he finally shut up about a half hour before we started. Uh. I, 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 I know the feeling. There was uh, back in Seattle uh, in my apartment building, someone was doing construction on the apartment just above mine. Oh, and man. I'm trying to record a video. And at the time, I was using a microphone that could pick up some ambient sound. And so I spent all day just like wanting to make this video, burning to answer, to rebut what I'd found and just couldn't do it. So. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's something worth kind of talking a little bit about. That personal touch. It's great to be remembered. But there are those individuals that you've dealt with on multiple occasions that just stick into our memory like bad toe fungus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of one um, 
youngster in particular. I'm sure you can probably guess who. If it's who I think you're talking about, I actually really enjoyed the drama surrounding that guy because there were all these people responding to him and it, it was hilarious at times. I'm assuming you mean who I think you mean. I don't know. It might be somebody I, else. You know what? I will name names. Venom Fangix. Yes. <laughs> he was an absolute blast. And I wish he was still <sighs> in the videos. Oh, oh my gosh. Because well, the yeah. fights he would get into with Thunderfoot and Coughlin, it was wonderful he to watch. He made some videos just a few months ago. Did he? Uh, yes, they were weird though because he he was doing like a whole um, avatar animation thing, and his voice was all like weird. Like he altered his voice on it. I like I only saw a couple, so maybe he only did a couple. But people were passing them around. I, before Christmas. Huh, I'm gonna have to go look. I mean, maybe there's something yeah. to, to play with to refute. Yeah, somebody did a documentary on him. It was called A Boy Named Sean. Huh. And and his the aftermath of it, it it's on YouTube, um, and it it talks about uh, you know a lot of the things that um, sort of sprung up after he disappeared. Uh, there was of course a lot of the controversy with Thunderfoot, um, which I mean was like the bulk of his white people laugh at creationists back in the day, uh, which was kind of how I got into this whole thing. Um, but yeah, the aftermath of it was he was they suspected he was back doing something different, but still he's still out there. Well, yeah. according you know, to he get involved with uh, Ray comfort at some point. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> I, I swear like, like, like Ray comfort sponsored him in some way or took him on as an apprentice or something. I swear that happened. Entirely possible. Hmm. Well, he just, I just took a look on the Venom Fang X channel and he's got one video eight months ago, seven <clears throat> months ago, three months ago, and two days ago. Wow. And the, one okay. from, the one from two days ago is entitled Cosmo Sucks. And it's got a picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson with a giant elongated nose. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes, he's back. Oh, my yeah. God. He would be again, especially because yeah, the, <laughs> the original Cosmos. There's a there's a scene where my grandpa is actually there from the back, oh. but my grandpa's in there, so that's that's kind of nice every once in a while. And for what it's worth, uh, some oh god, I forgot how long ago it's been. Well, it's been over a year. We actually did have at one point chiming in, niffled free. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. To, to sort of validate that though, we were talking, um, the word morals was in the title of the show. And I think he bought it because like the, the show wasn't even over and like this gigantic text block had been in there and it, yeah. it looked like something that he like robotyped or something. Yeah, he was following my channel for a while too, and I just had to laugh. Yeah. I actually ended up in a in a hangout with him years ago. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Kate, were you in part of um, Secular TV when it came out? I seem to remember you having uh, a peripheral I'm, something to do with that. I because might have. I, it sounds familiar. I might have guessed it on an episode, but yeah. I don't. Well, Secular TV was a YouTube channel that was trying to 
like bring a bunch of different creators together and have different shows and different people and and that kind of stuff. But um, I was involved with that for a few months that it wasn't managed very well and it imploded, but that's a whole other story. But a bunch of us were in a hangout one night and somebody said, Oh, Nephilim freeze on with somebody from the channel. So the person who was from the channel gave us the link and we all went into his hangout and, that was an experience because I mean I I'd heard of the guy, but just to actually be in the hangout was just like oh I it's been five uh, minutes and I watching have <laughs> watching him and Thunderfoot and then him and Wildwood Claire back in the day oh I miss her she was yes I, I'm really curious what happened to her maybe she just decided that was enough for. Well, yeah, I did. No. I did ask her about it at one point, and she just sort of seemed to have burned out. I guess. Well, she did kind of go hard and heavy for a while there, so. Yeah, yeah. and people don't understand how much work a lot of this is. You know, well, like. And and honestly, how many? And I, I've said this before. Like, how many times do you yell and scream at a brick wall before you realize you're yelling and screaming at a brick wall? Yeah. Like, and especially with with people like Clara, it was. It was the same people. Like yeah. it, it was starting to get a little, I can understand it was getting frustrating for her that, you know, the same people were coming back every time with nothing yeah, new, but stupid things. Well, part, yeah. part of, part of my philosophy with <clears throat> like making videos and what I expect as an aftermath, as a result, I have no intention of changing the mind of the person I'm responding to. Yep. None at all. Exactly. It, it, exactly. I'm trying to reach the people who watch the video and not yes. the person I'm responding to. And it, that has happened. Uh, I mean, there've been a few people who've told me that they're, they're like, I didn't realize how much of an idiot I was being until you took that guy down. And I realized I was on the same path. Um, so I know I've changed minds, but I mean, I'm not, if I'm running screaming at a brick wall, well, it's, it's not with the intention of knocking it down. If yeah. that makes any sense. I'm, I'm the same way. Cause I, I do like, I've got a couple of shows and I do a lot of debating on, on Facebook and people are as, why do you waste your time with these idiots on Facebook? You know, they're never going to change. I'm like, yeah, I know they're not, but somebody might read this and learn something. So I'm all for, yeah. you know, debating with the most bizarre people that come along. I don't care. Well, and sometimes the more bizarre, the better, just cause Absolutely. people watching are like, this was awesome. Awesome. In fact, one of the things I've noticed is a lot of people who've, whose channels have really taken off are people who found the perfect video to respond to. And yeah. so, I mean, and a lot of those have not been the most serious debaters in the world. A lot of the people they've responded to have been really, really out there. And I mean, people, viewers seem to like comedy almost as much, maybe more then they like uh, the actual intellectual debate. And so if you respond to someone who's just that nutty, I mean, it can actually get you far more views. I think that's not as heartening as it could be. I'd like it if people were more focused on the intellectual stuff, but Hey, it's there. That's, that's a thing that happens. I think the comedy aspect of it is uh, it's reserved to um, relatively new atheists because it kind of wears out after a while. Yeah. I, 
in 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 my experience anyways because um you know it's like you're imagine how it looks from your end like always having the same arguments it gets tiring after a while it's the same for viewers so yeah. i think it's important for people just coming out of religion um you know to see this kind of quote unquote show but uh and I think that's an important thing to remember, too, is that while we might get tired of the same thing over and over every day, there's people that are coming out of religion and this is a whole new thing for them and they haven't seen all of this. Well, so, that, yeah, that, that is something that I've, I've noticed that has occurred. Uh, I used to watch. Um, oh, geez. What's his name? Uh, young guy dresses up as Deadpool a lot. What the hell's his name? Um, but oh, he, logic. Logic? No, 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 no. He doesn't dress up as Deadpool. No, no younger guy. Um, but he he did a lot of religious videos for a while, uh, and then he stopped and started covering other things. And I, I asked him why, and he said, "Because I've said what I need to say." And apparently, for him, a lot of the motivation was he had just gotten out of religion and he needed to vent. But there's right. other people who who have quit because they're like, "Well, I've I've said everything there is to say. I will just be repeating myself." And I'm. My thought was, well, I have to repeat myself because people aren't going to go to my channel and watch an old video. And they're not even yeah. going to know my my channel exists if I'm not putting out videos uh, on a fairly regular basis. They, they won't even see them. And so uh, I continue to make videos that, yeah, make the same point a lot. But how else am I going to reach people? I mean, if if. I've said this before, if I just shut up now that I've said everything there is to say, well, the theists aren't going to shut up. They're going to keep making exactly. their videos. They're going to keep talking about their holy book and all of their beliefs and tenets. Yeah. And I've basically <laughs> just given up now. And that is not the way to win hearts and minds. It's yeah, just it's, not. It's not. Over. Somehow... Oh, sorry, Della. No, I was just going to say, like, it, it's the, the war is not over. Right. And it, no. it, it hasn't been like we've. I've seen a lot of so-called soldiers. Um, some of the people we've mentioned tonight, Thunderfoot, um, the amazing atheist, armored skeptic, um, several others. They've moved on to other things and I'm going to leave it at that, but the job's not done. Yeah, you know, and, and you, Kate, you've, you've stayed there on the front line. You've, you've stayed focused on the same thing. And, that's one thing that I've really come to admire is the fact that um, the the war is not over and you're still fighting it. And you're one of the very few, I think, that is still staying as focused uh, as any as anybody should. Yeah, well, I mean, that is something I mean, I've had people suggest I cover other topics and I've thought about it, but I have a second channel it's mostly for like uh, gaming or or vlogging and stuff. Like I actually mm -hmm. have uh, a video on there explaining my whole epileptic uh, thing. And it has footage of me actually going through a seizure. And uh, it has me in the hospital with EEG wires on and stuff like that. Um, and it's, it, I mean, if I want to cover other issues, I have that other channel. But right now my bionic dance channel is an atheism channel. Like I say, I wish I could have, chosen a different name but what's done is done uh, so but yeah i i like to think that i'm sort of there helping lead the charge waving the banner all of that stuff mm -hmm. still because i know it's still a problem yep. i mean Absolutely. um 
when I was first invited on to this episode of this show, uh, as I understand it, the theme was self-defense, was arguing against religion in self-defense. And that's part of why uh, I'm still doing what I'm doing, why I'm still covering religion is because, well, I mean, speaking as a lesbian, speaking as someone with enough LGBT friends to fill an aircraft carrier, uh, I feel the need to argue against religious people who who make uh, like who who like go against folks like that, like us. Um, I, I mean, again, I don't really necessarily expect to change their minds. I mean, some people might ask if I'm defending uh, the like the counterculture, the folks who aren't religious, who would be in the target sites of, of religious people, like why I'm not making videos specifically about LGBT issues, the way I figure it is if I can convince religious people that their God isn't real, or at least that they have no reason to believe that their God is real, uh, then they'll have to confront the fact that all of their prejudices, all of their bigotry are their own idea that they're not mandated by this, this super deity. Mm-hmm. And so then uh, like, it's, it's sort of a um, like arguing f- for self-defense kind of not by proxy, what I'm by implication, I suppose. I, I'm mm-hmm. not really sure yeah. how to put it, but yeah. yeah. Well, so- you get people who say, well, why can't you atheists just let people do believe what they want? And that's exactly why, because they can't let us not believe or do what we want yeah. without being bothered. And like my my co-host is also gay and she says the same thing. Like, I'm not going to shut up because there are people out there like Steven Anderson who legitimately think I should be killed. <laughs> yeah. 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 And the thing is, people like and those people like Steven Anderson have an audience. They have people who listen and eat it up and then go out and do the same thing, or or they preach in the name of, you know, grease stains like that. Yeah. I don't even necessarily mind if they think that way. It's what they do that matters. Yes. Yes. There's uh, there's two pieces and then we'll kind of really get into the meat and potatoes of the whole damn thing. Uh, Item one, and I've, I've forgotten who it's attributed to, but Years ago, back in the 40s, I believe it was, or the early 50s, when the New York Yankees were a force of nature to be dealt with. Uh, I forget who it was. I believe it might have been Mickey Mantle but or, or DiMaggio. I, I don't remember who it was, but somebody just kept coming and, and starting off and, and just played every, every, every game that they could. And one of the guys finally said, you know, one of the younger guys asked him, you know, why? Because he said, out there in the stands, there is somebody who came today just to see me. And I don't want to disappoint that person. Mm. That's part of what you're talking about that you keep putting out there because there is going to be that one person that whether you know it or not, they're there. And sooner or later, you're going to intersect with that person, and you might be that one video that kind of gets to them. And that's where the but other piece of this gets together with. Um, it's, it, it's hard to say that um, the hardest thing to maintain is the initiative. I mean, like, you know, if you yourself have said everything, it's kind of hard to make a new video where you've already said something. Like, 
personally. So I think one of the solutions to that is to make yourself make yourself available to to theists. Make them come to you. Well, one of the things that I do with my videos is I respond to people. So I'm not just like preaching or anything. I'm not just saying what's on my mind. I'm looking at what people are saying uh, who are religious. And I say, well, that's where they got that wrong or that's where that's unsubstantiated, that kind of thing. So it's um, basically taking the other side's positions and poking holes in it, finding flaws. And that's, uh, that keeps it. So even if I'm I'm not completely original, I'm also not just basically jerking myself off either. No, no, I'm not saying that you, you, you were, I'm just saying, I'm just examining the different methods of the. the Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just saying what my method was. That's all. Yeah. Now the good part of, I'm sorry, Joseph, there was something else. Um, well, uh, no, (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. What I was going to say, though, uh, the the second part of this is the style that the bionic dance channel works through of what you do. Like you said, is you're looking for whatever it is that somebody is saying. It could be somebody that's brand new. Could be somebody that you haven't heard from in a long time people that we've already named before because well that's going to be fun to keep track of now um (laughs) but even though even though the arguments have been rat refuted a thousand times they keep making the circles and i think that's one of the reasons why you've been successful in helping people out in these uh, in these situations you go find what's been, what's popping up, what's what's recent, what's recent in people's memory because of it, and you kind of dovetail to that and say, hey, look, you saw this video, but let me tell you why that's not quite right. And yeah, you're not going to change the person with the video themselves, but those people that get caught in the crosshairs or the cross searches, that's, I think, where your, your self-defense part really shines through you do get caught that's funny because in the believer mentality they might see that as an attack rather than defense i'm I'm just speaking from their perspective and and well Well, but to to be fair they see any disagreement as an attack a lot of the time so but going back to what i was saying before if they come to you like i don't know if you've done quora before if you're familiar with quora but um, all you have to do there is just uh, subscribe to the atheism channel and you're going to get tons of questions directed precisely at you about atheists. Asked by, you know, it's always the same questions again and again and again. You know, these guys can research the questions that have yeah. already asked and they're there. Um, but well, some I, think I, that they're particular question is special um yes like they're the one that's got the gotcha argument somehow because i've i've encountered that before too it's like you know somebody starts on an argument and i'll say well well, well, i've i've heard this argument before here's what it is here's why it's not gonna work 
And they're like, well, no, um, I mean this. And it's the same argument, but they think that if I just let them say it, that somehow it's the magic time that they've got the right, you know, uh, order of words that's going to take this time. Well, another thing about that is is just uh, like the the number of times I've gotten into arguments about terminology, how certain words are uh-huh. supposed to be used. I mean, there have been times when I've agreed with someone completely conceptually, but mm-hmm. we're arguing over what agnostic means or what atheism means. Uh, yeah. It's 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 a it's a pain in the ass. I wish we could find some sort of uh, uh, meeting space, some some sort of um, like like a way to use the same words the same way, just so we can You'll, communicate better. We don't even need words to say what we need. I mean, we can use if if two people don't agree on a word, you can use a completely different one. You can use even like basic language without any terminology at all to make yourself understood. I've never understood that. Well, it, of, it, um, it can get in the way, though. I mean, if I were to describe my position, my specific position on the matter, without using simple language, uh, I will end up like a whole paragraph every time I try to say like what I am. I mean, preamble. <laughs> I mean, because I, I describe myself as an agnostic apistivist atheist, which means I lack sufficient knowledge to say a God exists. Uh, I won't engage in faith to come to a conclusion, and therefore I have no belief in any gods. Uh, but a lot of people will be like, no, an atheist says that you deny a God exists. You say there is no God. And I'm like, well, that's not what I say. And um, that's their also- definition. Yeah. Right, but but the problem is that that if I can't use atheist that way, then what word do I use? Because I don't have another one. And so if yeah. every every time I'm going to say to them, "Well, I am this. I believe this." I'll have to say, "I I don't believe in any gods. I have no belief in any gods. The number of gods I believe in is zero. It's going to get clunky after a while. So it really yeah. does help to have those shortcuts. To be able and, to just say, Here's and people, the but normally people who don't agree to a definition of terms, it's not worth having a discussion, anyways, because that, they're just well, demonstrating their dishonesty and their their, their like, unwillingness depends, to like, reason. Well, like like Kate's definition of atheist is is perfectly acceptable, but it's not my definition of atheist. But that's okay. I'm, you know, for for the greater argument, I'm okay with that being different. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that's that's something that I think is um, probably something that's worth kind of talking about because it kind of falls into this whole self defense thing. Dealing with these terms, um, BD, I'm kind of wondering: um, Do you kind of get the feeling that for the theist crowd, the term atheist? When we use it, we typically mean, I believe, I, I currently believe that there are zero gods because no one has convinced me otherwise, versus I was always taught that you say that, they're, that gods are dead because they never existed and, and you're just rebelling against everything. Do you kind of get the feeling once in a while that people have basically been drilled the wrong uh, understanding of what the term really means? Well, I mean, a lot of terms have colloquial use. And I think for a very long time, 
atheist has like the the dominant definition of atheist is saying there are no gods saying like just definitively gods don't exist gods can't exist all of you people who say they are are just flat out wrong definitively saying that and uh, what what some of us have been doing myself included or maybe even myself especially ha- have been to start showing people that that definition doesn't actually fit what most people who call themselves atheists uh, actually mean when they use the word. And uh, I've also been trying to say, look, if you want to say, like, here's an atheist who believes gods don't exist, add an adjective to the front of it, strong atheist, explicit atheist, that kind of thing, just so that uh, that way the the term can be more broad. And uh, like that definition is slowly starting to catch on. I mean, if you look on Wikipedia, that definition is already there. But I mean, just in the the sort of public zeitgeist, people are starting to realize that maybe atheist and agnostic can mean other things. And maybe it helps us communicate better to have them mean those different things, because now people can actually express what their their position truly is where before they could not uh because the only words that were available carried so much baggage that that didn't fit with what they think yeah the archie bunker baggage (laughs) and don't forget that atheist is a it's a theist concept it's not uh because theists i mean atheists wouldn't exist yeah yeah and and the, the problem with that is we understand that because we've had to learn what the definition has meant, how the word has evolved and why it's evolved. But then you try to talk with the people who have been thrown the, the terminology into them until they regurgitate it because that's what they've been, well, as you've put on many occasions programmed to, that's kind of tough to that's kind of tough to beat back. Well, one thing about uh, uh, what was just said, though, um, atheism is, yes, a concept, but it's also a state of being. I mean, if there was no theism, everyone would be an atheist. We just wouldn't need the word. And a lot of people are thinking of atheism and theism as labels, as affiliations, when really I think they should be descriptions Uh, I mean, it's like that person over there is a theist because they meet certain criteria rather than this person is a theist because they they've like like made some sort of oath to be a theist. Granted, they they have a religion, a specific religion that they follow and following that religion makes them a theist. But but really uh, what it is, is they can be described as a theist because of the religion they've joined rather than like theism is the religion they've joined. If you see the, the distinction. So when an atheist says uh, I'm an atheist, or if they don't say they're an atheist, they, they're like the, I, I've often said the only qualifying, the only necessary qualifier to be an atheist is for the number of gods you believe in to be zero. That's it. That's yep. all you require. And everything else is extra. Yep. Yep. So for the self-defense part, as you had mentioned earlier, you and a number of the people that you know are impacted directly because they are in the LGBTQ community from the people, especially in the United States, who are of the Christian bend. Typically, very, very vocal, and unfortunately, in a lot of cases, very politically active. 
Yes. How... I have to imagine that with the with the global scope of being able to be on YouTube and being able to talk to people literally around the world, uh, I have to imagine that you've had some interaction with folks uh, from your videos, feedback and such, from areas outside of the U.S. or especially outside of California who have probably reached out to you to get a little bit of uh, encouragement or maybe even advice. It's happened. It's happened. Um, granted, I find giving that kind of advice a little bit difficult because I've had the good fortune to live in places that are fairly accepting, but often surrounded by places that are not. For example, I was raised in Vermont and I was raised in the one thing that can vaguely qualify as a city in Vermont, the Burlington <laughs> area. Uh, everywhere, everywhere else is fairly rural. Uh, and yeah. so it's it's like this one tiny pocket of civilization surrounded by rednecks. Um, but of course, Vermont is also the uh, the first state to have had civil unions, if you remember that. Uh, before gay marriage was actually legal, we had civil unions. And uh, then I moved to Seattle, and Seattle has a pretty progressive uh, gay district. But then if you get too far outside of the city limits, well, again, uh, you'll find some people who are a little more um, or say a little less tolerant, uh, just culturally speaking. And now I, I live in Southern California. And in San Diego, there is a huge gay population, annoyingly less of a, a lesbian population. But, yeah. I mean, you walk down the street, you'll see guys holding hands and it's like, hey, it's just part of everyday life. No biggie. But uh, I have spoken to people who are like, what, what do I do? about, say, my parents who hate the fact that I'm gay. And it's actually on occasion a little difficult to give them an answer because of my own fairly tolerant experiences. But uh, I can give them advice, like if, if religious arguments are thrown at them, I can tell them, like, here's a way to possibly counter that argument or to um, to show that perhaps it's not as justified as people think. That is a lot easier to do. That um, that part definitely qualifies as, you know, the self-defense part for the for the people who are younger, who are trying to make their way through. There's a lot of stuff that we can go ahead and we can explain from the experiences that we've had but we're also we look at me i'm fast approaching 50 i'm not exactly the bleeding edge of the kids now <laughs> much as i would like to think otherwise although i will claim 39 i don't care, <clears throat> I don't care. watch it watch it I, <laughs> I well, I've, I've often surprised people by my age as well Oh. Well, the running the running joke that I've had is that I'm still 39, which is a holdover from the old Jack Benny shows. Yes, I'm actually not 39, surprisingly enough. But uh, I'm older than Shujin is, so there. Yeah, there, there are a few old there are a few old dogs on this show. Mm -hmm. Wow, I'm starting to wonder if I might actually be the youngest here. You might. <laughs> I, I'm well, 42 for whatever that's worth. I think you are the youngest because wow, I'm, I'm 46 and everybody <clears throat> else is older than me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I would not have suspected that, honestly. Yep. Well, Joey, Joey, who is not here right now, I think is a 
bit he's younger. younger yeah, he's in his 30s. But. Yeah, J- Joey's the youngest, but unfortunately his odometer is a little bit off the scale. But, you know, yeah. military life will do that to you. Yeah. True that. Yeah. Um, but for uh, for those that are older at this point, and, let's, uh, and by older, let's talk 30s. Because theoretically, 30s are the folks that are really coming in and theoretically should be kind of taking over the governmental agencies one would have expected now when i was when i was a kid uh in grade school i remember one teacher told my class you guys are going to be the first stewards of the 21st century that hasn't exactly happened and like i said i'm admittedly 49 now yeah like i said fast approaching 50 not as fast as some but whatever but we have seen that as the younger groups come in as the younger generations come in things change the old guard slips away one way or another and the younger guard comes in and you've had the opportunity of, of talking to the people who are kind of in between the not quite out of college yet and not quite ready to take on the rest of the world yet out of college because of the way that, you know, the, the digital divide, shall we call it? I hate that expression, but it gets the point across. Um, being, that we, being that we are, we, all of us, are on YouTube, we get that opportunity that's a great position to be in to try to help influence how people see the problem that religion has caused for folks in the LGBT community, for folks that are in the people of color, uh, for, for that, that are leaving religion for whatever reason. I mean, we've, we've talked on many occasions of uh, the folks that leave uh, the Jehovah's witness and, you leave the Jehovah's Witness, you have to leave your entire family behind. Uh, Mormons, same thing is supposed to be. And mm-hmm. sometimes we are kind of the lifeline of trying to help them understand their point in where they are in their life and realize, okay, yeah, that was that was pretty crappy. Oh, that's why it happened. Okay, I've got a better position now, and I can help make things right and better for everybody else around me and for myself. Well, you know, what's kind of funny is in a weird way, I've done the reverse. See, my dad was raised Catholic, not just Catholic, Italian Catholic, Sicilian Catholic. Oh, I'm and, sorry. Yeah, I'm, and, and congratulations for through, getting out from under that. Well, I mean, he went through this whole like spiritual journey while I was a kid. I mean, I saw all kinds of stuff like Unitarianism and some wacky Hindu stuff going on, Siddha Yoga, all of that. And I mean, my dad went on this wild journey. And then when I started my YouTube channel, he was like, oh, I converted my dad, okay, to atheism. So, I mean, I may be reaching the old guard with my channel, but I also reached out or to the young, the young folks with my channel, but I got some of the old guard too. So good on you. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, that, that speaks really strongly to not just the way that you do, not just the style, but the fact that, like you said, 
you like to take the time to investigate, make sure that you've got all of your ducks in a row, so to speak. And when you lay out your argument, or in this case, the counter arguments with your videos, you know full well you're standing on good solid ground. And that makes all the difference in the world. Well, that's why I won't do live debates, because if someone throws some bull at me and I, I don't have the opportunity to look it up on Wikipedia or Snopes or something to see what it is like, if it doesn't sit right with me, I'm like, that can't be right. I don't have that opportunity to do my research. I have to go along with whatever it is they're saying. Almost, like, I mean, I, I may still think it's wrong, but I can't I can't prove it. I don't have the evidence for it. And I've been called a coward for not wanting to do debates like that. But all, all I can think is that that's fine. Think, think what you want. I'll make a video where I can do that research, where I can make sure that I'm not full of crap. Because let's face it, if you do a debate, a live debate, and you get your facts wrong, people are going to notice. Oh, and, uh, yeah. and I mean, they might even make videos saying, look how full of crap Bionic Dance is. And I'm, I'm sure any protest of mine, like, look, I was under pressure and I didn't have time to look it up. And so I just said what, what I seem to remember. Uh, it, it's it's not yeah. going to work. It'll cause drama that I don't need. And it probably doesn't help that because of this whole epilepsy thing, my memory has kind of melted on me in right. many ways. Um, like, actually, I mean, we were talking about words and definitions earlier. Uh, those have become disconnected. The, the hole that's in my brain, the cavernous malformation that's in my brain is right in the language center. And so sometimes mm. I'll be like, I know there's a concept and I know exactly what the concept is, but what is the label for that concept? What's the word that goes with it? Or I'll see a word and I'm like, I know I know that word. Like the, the logical fallacies. The ones that are in like right. Latin or whatever, I cannot yep. for the life of me remember what those are. And it, it it doesn't help that names and faces are the same way. Sometimes people have known <sighs> for years, I have no idea what the hell their name is. It doesn't help. Uh, and so being able to have that opportunity to go and look up what, uh, what I'm trying to um, convey and in a way, I guess almost the, the memory loss helps with that because I know I have to do it. And so yeah. I can just I can just go look stuff up and make sure, like you said, my ducks are in a row and I, I, I don't want to operate any other way. Well, and, and live debate isn't the be all end all. I mean, I I do a lot of Facebook debating, which isn't quite the same as video, but you still have that opportunity of like, what in the hell is that? I better go look that up. Well, it's and, almost better. You can post links. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, last week, I, I don't do a lot of live debating. I would like to do more because I'm just a debate junkie. But last week, I actually debated, um, oh, just a charming young fellow who was a racist, homophobic, transphobic, sexist fellow. And we're talking full on white supremacist here. And and. It sometimes with somebody like that, it doesn't even matter because I spent hours before the debate going through and getting because I kind of knew what he what his his uh, ideas were. So I had gone through and I looked up, you know, sources and I had and I was even looking like, OK, that's from an atheist site. Well, no, he was an atheist, too. So that didn't matter so much. But that's from, you know, if I had a choice between, you know, the APA or HuffPo, I'm going to go with the APA because, you know, the other is just a, a opinion necessarily. So, I mean, I made sure I had 
primary sources and the whole nine yards. And the minute I started to quote my sources, I got, oh, liberate, liberal crap. <laughs> and that was it. And yet he was making all his pronouncements about, you know, people of color and things like that. And I'm like, where's your source? Oh, well, I'm not going to do my ho- your homework for you. Oh, like, yeah, I know. And so when you at least when you have the time on a video or in a written debate, you've you can put it up. I mean, they can still do the same stuff, but it's at least they're forced to acknowledge that you've provided a link like i didn't even get a chance to screen share my sources because as soon as i started to read it it was like, oh liberal crap i don't want to know <laughs> yeah well i mean there, there was someone i was uh, debating on uh, facebook someone I was, uh, with whom i was debating on facebook uh where again it was about terminology and when i brought up the word apistivist, uh, and he asked what it meant, and I told him, and then he looked it up on Google and found an article that said it was coined by a user named Bionic Dance, and he, and he was like, oh my gosh, a YouTuber, I, I don't have to pay attention now because it was made up by a YouTuber, and I didn't bother to tell him it was me because it was on Facebook, so obviously it's, it's my real name. But yeah. but I was just like, OK, if you're going to reject a word that's actually slowly gaining traction, I mean, some people have actually submitted it to dictionaries. Uh, and yeah. gosh, if that if that got into the dictionary, I'd be like, wow, I just like impacted history here. That's, but, that'd be uh, amazing. Oh, that would be so awesome. But I mean, the, how dismissive some people can be if they don't like the source. Like, like mm-hmm. true or yeah. not, they say because of the source, I reject this. It's, well, it's crazy. You see, yeah. I wonder about that too, because um, I go back to uh, the Ken Ham, Bill Nye debate. Like you, you were talking about uh, how you might not have your, your facts right there at, at a live debate, you know, and it's a risk when you go live like that. And there was one thing that Ken Ham brought up. Uh, it was apparently a dig had found a, a piece of wood in a stone and they dated it. And apparently it blew away every kind of, uh, every debate about uh, anti-creationism that was out there. I, I can't remember the details of it. And Bill never acknowledged it. And I went looking actually a little bit afterwards, and I found out that all the research on that particular thing that Ken Ham brought up, every site that I found where this thing came up were all sponsored by or affiliates of Answers in Genesis. Mm. So, like, when you're talking about rejecting the source, I think in that respect, I would say, you know what? Um, I'm not seeing a lot of objectivity from your source here, so I don't think I can trust it. Yeah, no, I mean, you have a point there, definitely, that uh, yeah. like, if, if there's a certain amount of uh, bias, I suppose yeah. it can be difficult to, to accept. But, I mean, at least in the case of what I was doing, it was very technical. But in the case of what you're talking about, yeah, I mean, it's it's like uh, when people say, oh, no, God, God has healed people of illnesses. God has cured people who have like like, I don't know, some sort of wacky mountain jungle spotted fever thing and God healed them. I don't know. And and it's like, okay, but but where's the scientific evidence of that? Or or they'll say like, like God healed all these people in the Bible. And I believe it because the Bible says so. And it's like, okay, I can't trust your source. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. I I believe it's the Bible because the Bible says it's, it's true. Yeah. That's. Yep. 
Yeah, and funny enough, that kind of goes along with this one. Uh, from over in the live chat, and uh, guys, I am reading over what you guys are talking about, and forgive me if I look like I'm, I'm touching my face a lot. My contact lenses are starting to dry out a little bit on me, so forgive me a little bit on that. But uh, Stephanie had put something over here, and uh, it's kind of, kind of something that was echoed a little bit. Theists are not used to being wrong about anything to do with religion. They, quote, know, unquote, air quotes, there you go, uh, that <laughs> their cult is right. I ref you don't know about this one. I refuse to do the old air quotes thing, so we've taken to doing this because I'm that kind of personality. Uh, they know that their cult is right. That's That's got to be one of the hardest things to have to deal with when... Uh, when you in particular have dealt with uh, several of these folks who have then responded back to you and you've had a back and forth a couple of times and you've laid out on so many occasions, look, you got this, you got this, you got this. And we were great up until you hit that wall. And then all of a sudden, I don't know what in the hell you were thinking because uh, nobody thinks that way. That has got to be disheartening. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of the debates that I've had at the atheism booth, people will just walk away and say, God bless you. If yeah. you like if, if you hit a sticking point where they just will not budge, facts be damned. It's like, well, what can you do? How can you argue against someone like that? I mean, how can you convince them of anything if once you've hit a place where they're just not willing to budge on something true or not, facts be damned? Well, what can you do? I, I mean, there are people who have that that bit of cognitive dissonance where they're they're just okay. You've you've challenged something that is so central to my worldview that I will accept nothing but what I already believe. Yeah, yeah. I got into an argument with my mother years ago, and she's a very uh, nominal Christian at this point. They don't go to church or anything, but, you know, we're we're discussing this, and it got a little heated, but nothing too major, and it just, you know, I'm hammering her on these points, and it boiled down to, well, I just have to believe it. So, what do you do with that? Like, you can't, you know, she's she's not discounting what I'm saying, necessarily. She's just refusing to apply it to herself. Uh, for some reason, my first thought was hit her with a pillow. I don't know why. That, I know. <laughs> that might work. You never know. I might try that next time. Well. Uh, the, the old uh, the old standby in the tech support world, the clue by four. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, well, I mean, a part of it I get, though, because, I mean, um, our, my brother passed away when he was 26. So, you know, she's missed her son for a long time. And I think there's that part of, well, I can't let go of that idea that I will never that I'll get to see him again. I mean, she's even yeah. bought into this whole thing that if you're visited by a cardinal, that it's your <clears throat> loved one returning to visit you. And she, cause she saw a cardinal a lot, not long after he passed away. And so her house is full of cardinal stuff. Like everyone, buy, I, I, I contribute, I will admit, but it's an easy present, you know, find something with a cardinal on it and she's all happy. But, I mean, the whole place is just chock-a-block full of cardinal shit. And I'm like, yeah, okay, if you want to think that, fine. But I think it's kind of silly. 
I've actually never heard that about Cardinals before. That that one of yeah. them growing up was a. a I ne- that is the first time I've ever heard that. That's yeah. crazy. It, it 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 is really. I mean, now I come from a long line of rednecks, so maybe that has something mm. to do with it. But well, I mean, ours was Hawks, but that's okay. Because my grandmother and yeah. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I actually had someone at the booth today. They they said they're Christian. And they're like, so what happens after we die? And I forget who said it first, but I I, I repeated a line was, well, a lot of things happen. They just don't involve us anymore. I'm pretty sure that was that was either Hitch or Fry, and I think it's Hitch. Okay, uh, if, if Actually, it's, it's, it sounds more Fry to me, though. It's true, it's true. Uh, I think I think Hitch was the one who said that. Um, uh, it's it's like knowing full well that uh, you have to leave the party, but the party's going to go on without you. Yeah, yeah, that's Hitch. Yeah. Well, there, there's a, a comic yeah. that has gone around on Facebook. It, it's, it says, like, at the top, deep, dark fears. And, and it's like, uh, my, my worst fear is that I will die, and the next day something really cool will be invented, and I'll totally miss out. And, boy, can I relate to that. And the picture yeah. on it is, like, someone yeah. on their deathbed, and everyone else has jetpacks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was that. Um, and, uh, by the way... Uh, over in the over in the chat, uh, TDTF actually put something that I I just suddenly realized, and, and a very good point uh, was mentioned that uh, what we were talking about with cardinals, uh, spirit birds. Uh, I I don't know if that's a technical term for it. I don't care. It's good enough. But uh, had put also the question enabling, and that's um, that's that's something that has uh, popped up in my timeline for uh, news reports recently too that um stuff that has come up on on occasion there was a story recently i I didn't read through the whole damn thing i I will admit my bad sorry about the pope and we know how much we love the pope tim minchant love the pope yeah, uh, people can look that one up late. You know what? Should I, oh damn, should I link that one for the show? You know what? Screw it. Somebody put it into the into the chat for me to to, to link that in for later. Um, that a kid asked the Pope about their dad being in heaven or mm-hmm. not, and I think um, I think with the with the half hour that we've got, I think this is probably an area that we could probably really get through because this really follows into the self-defense thing. Religion has had this whole piece of basically letting people be drunk about the afterlife or what they think it's supposed to be. And I say drunk on it because yeah, you can feel bad about stuff and you can go ahead and you can get drunk or high or whatever. But when all is said and done, once you come off of that, people are still dead. Situations haven't changed you just have a goddamn hangover to have to deal with, pun intended. <laughs> so I guess what we do in trying to talk to people, trying to change people's opinions from the self-defense point, maybe in a way we're trying to help people to really come to better terms with the reality of the world that we're living in and the people that we live around with. Well, I'm not really sure how that's self-defense, to be honest, but uh, I mean. Well, I, I can explain it. Um, 
Oh, uh, Dallin, help me out. Uh, who who was it again? Who had the uh, uh, the book about all the micro inoculations again? I know that you've got it. Oh, 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 um, uh, Bergosian. Uh, okay. The handbook, the hand, uh, the handbook well, for creating atheists. I think it was called. Okay. Well, I mean, if if well, hold on. If if what you're saying is more like self-preservation, I get it. I mean, usually self-defense is against someone else's abuses. But if these folks are like, I, I'm I'm going to do what I can to to stay alive. Like, I'm not going to be a Christian scientist anymore, and I will accept that vaccine. Then, okay, I get what you're, what you're trying to say. Is that it? Partly so, but also from the standpoint of if you take away, if you replace the God, how do how do I best put this? For ancient Egypt, you had to go head to head against having your heart weighed to decide whether or not you were getting into heaven or the equivalent thereof. These days, you were a good Catholic. Congratulations, you get into heaven. You weren't quite, or you fell out. Well, everybody knows that you're in hell now. That's wonderful. But if you get people away from the religion, you get away from the whole idea that somebody that I loved my entire lifetime just because they didn't believe the way that mom believed is now burning for the rest of whatever. And that's that's got to be an awful feeling for somebody who's a kid first off. And now if we, if we get people away from the religion or the, the idea that people are going to be tortured for the rest of whatever, because they didn't agree, you know, that has got better things to do for people for their life. And, the outlook that they'll have for the rest of society afterwards, I would think. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm exactly explaining it quite correctly. I, I think I get what you're getting at. Uh, one thing I actually, again, at the booth today was, was talking to some people about is like, what about folks who believed in one religion, but then they get married to someone who's part of another religion. So they just convert. And, and it's like, okay, so you were a Christian. Now you're a Jew. How, how did you reconcile that with yourself? I mean, how, yeah. how sincere was your belief in the other religion to begin with? Uh, but I mean, what if those folks had kids? I mean, like you're saying, um, I mean, it could be a little strange for them where it's like, well, uh, like my, my first mommy died and went to, to heaven according to uh, the religion we used to believe. And now mommy is, or now you, daddy has joined a, a different religion entirely. Which one of them is in heaven and which one of them is, is in hell now? I mean, who's going where? Because religion is so easily changed up like that. I mean, I don't know how old a kid has to be to really have those thoughts, but uh, at some point, it's got to occur to them. It's got to come up unless they realize they're an atheist at some point. I don't know. It, it does early on. Um, I can say, you know, that uh, from my experience um, <clears throat> at age 10, I was having those kinds of questions. And I'm, I'm sure that people did you know, before then, but that was my first, I guess, you know, run in with, you know, an actual death in the family and, you know, of a grandfather who had had, you know, a previous wife and all that. And it got really confusing for me. Well, I mean, um, 
I've been fairly lucky in the uh, uh, the deaths department as well. Most of my family was still alive until I started hitting my late thirties. Uh, and I mean, I didn't have any siblings, so none of them were in danger. Uh, my grandparents, except for the one who died when I was like two years old and not really ready to, to even have the concept in my head. Uh, like my grandparents lived for a really long time. I never lost any cousins. Uh, and most of my friends stayed alive for a really long time. So I, I didn't have to actually confront that except when it came to the family cat. And so, uh, so there's that, but also, uh, I described before that spiritual journey my dad went on after he rejected Catholicism, none of that was ever forced on me. I got to see it, but I didn't have to do any of it. Uh, and so the closest I ever came to being religious was trying as hard as I could to use the force. Right. Yeah. So I, I mean, nice. it's, it's weird because I see a lot of people on uh, Facebook groups going, when did you realize you're an atheist or at what point did you convert? And I'm just like, I can't even really take part in this. I can say I was born an atheist and was never anything else. But I mean, how boring is that? I, I don't have that sort of um, like like that opportunity to empathize with other people. I don't have that uh, sort of common experience that people have of having to get out of religion. Yeah. And sometimes I, I, I don't really know how that, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm worried sometimes for myself that it could impact on, if not my sincerity, my, uh, I, I don't know, my ability to um, like, like to, really communicate with some people because I can't empathize with them um, necessarily because I didn't go through that pain or that trauma that a lot of folks have. And I mean, as if, if you guys are any indication, what you've told me so far, it, it's, it's not a big deal. It's not something that's impacted my work, yeah. but there are times when it's, but there's times when it's worried me, I have to say. Oh, for sure. But I think your approach um, and the the angle that you tend to hit things on means that that's not an issue because you 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 deal with the facts. You don't really get in because that's that's kind of a um, an emotional angle, and a lot of people do need to process that. But I think you can you can still have a real effect if you're just dealing on a factual level as well. I mean, there's, there's a, a, a role for every angle, I think, because no two people are the same. So no two um, approaches are going to work for everybody. So I think you are very effective because even though you may not have that precise experience, you still have the, um, the feel of a very empathetic person, even though you're dealing just with the facts. So I think that that has a lot to do with it. I think that even though you don't have that experience, it's quite obvious that you can at least as much as you can put yourself in that person's point of view. And I think it works. Well, it's good to have that kind of feedback, honestly, because I mean, as much as I communicate with my viewers, with my subscribers, that's actually not something I've brought up before, mm -hmm. really. And so it's it's good to know uh, that that this is something that hasn't really impacted uh, how how my videos are perceived. So thank you. 
No problem. And I kind of struggle with that a little bit myself because I was very religious, but I also got out very young. I got out at 17. So even though I, I had that, you know, you probably heard of people going through the angry atheist part because they feel betrayed and, and deceived and all of that. And I went through all of that. And, and, and sometimes I still feel that way, but I don't have that full on indoctrination to deal with that. So many other people do that spent decades believing because I got out so young, I was able to change my thought patterns very quickly and adapt and I don't so I don't have that experience and I will see people who are very atheist that still think like I can see it it's like you're thinking like a religious person even though you're applying it to other aspects of your life if that makes any sense so I've seen it I've definitely seen it yeah and see, maybe that's an, a perspective that you have a better grasp on and, and maybe myself to some degree, because we don't have that experience. We can see it more clearly than people who were immersed for many years, too. Well, it's, it's like some people have exchanged, you know, one form of dogma for another. Yeah, and that's really and it's, it's really hard to get out of that mindset, especially if it. You know, it took you decades to get out, and yeah. you know, I think in some ways it's easier if you had a quick transition like you did, or yeah. transition at all, like you know, bionic dance. Um, you know, but having all the different perspectives and the different experiences, I think, is a good thing. Absolutely, um, as far as reaching more people, because everyone's experience is different, and you know, maybe there's one of us that can reach someone else out there that who is having a similar experience that we went through ourselves mm-hmm. and we have to help I, each other with that. A woman said that, um, that somehow dealing in facts is not being empathetic. And no, I think I would consider. Not. Yeah. Well, I was, I, I tend to think of dealing in facts being even more empathetic because when I'm dealing in facts, um, I am trying to relay, I'm trying to give whoever I'm talking to a survival tool, you know, just to, to give them advice about their environment or whatever to make um, their survival easier. You know, something that they could test, something in their environment that, uh, that they can test for themselves. And I consider that being even more empathetic than... Um, than a religious person who, as far as I'm concerned, uh, these are people who uh, don't even take the responsibility of their own survival, handed the reins of that off to somebody else. That's why reality doesn't matter to them. So that's why it's important to deal with facts so that um, people, something they can deal with. Yeah, and uh, just to just make sure that everybody remembers Please forgive us. Every once in a while, networking gets a little fidgety. So the audio quality that you're hearing, yeah, sorry. There's not much of anything we can really do about that part. It's sometimes Google. Google Hangouts just suck. Well, networking <laughs> in general sometimes just sucks. But uh, the, the basic gist of it is, you know, trying to explain some things 
to people helps for survival as a species, as a, as a culture, as a people having the facts, actually knowing what the facts are makes a big difference. I mean, trying to explain to people what is real and versus what is not. Yeah. And take, and tr- take yes. that out into a, a natural environment, like take that out to the jungle. Okay. And just seeing, well, you know, you have no choice but to deal in facts, you know, um, if you're going to deal in myths or beliefs and concepts, that's, you know, you're, you're going to die basically. In, in, okay. I'll go with that. I don't know where to go with it, but yeah, I'll, I'll take your word on that one. For, well, for, you know. I'm going to, I'm going to say that it could be just a difference in approach though. Um, like, okay. If you are in the jungle, and you have to deal with facts, there are still different methods of getting out of a dilemma. And that's going to depend on, you know, your perceptions, your previous experience and things like that. Um, you know, there are more than one way to skin a cat. Um, but one of those methods, is not going to be praying to Jesus. Well, no, no, well, it better not be anyway. No, I'm just, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to bring a perspective to it, and it's also a reflection yeah. on our our society and how fucking sheltered we are, you know. Because I mean, thinking this this magical thinking is really a privilege, yeah. and then, I mean, it's the well, magical thinking our, is not going to help anybody. Well, but um, you know, if somebody decided to to get on their hands and knees at just the right moment, you know, and something goes over your head, maybe it did save them, you know, by accident. But yeah, metaphorically speaking, though, <laughs> metaphorically you get down on your hands. Just yeah, um, you get on your hands and your knees, and stuff will tend to go over your head. That's a whole other thing. Although I, I did want to say before I completely forget, uh, having grown up Roman Catholic, Italian, also in the seventies, because you know I was a kid then. There is a real, real big piece of my brain that's still driven in there for may the force be with you and also with, also with you. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Even I get that and I wasn't in for all that long. <laughs> See, I only know about that because there was a uh, uh, like a parody of Star Wars that like when the prequels came out where uh, what's her face from Absolutely Fabulous was playing Qui-Gon Jinn. And yeah. at, one, at one point they did say, may the force be with you. And there was a response and also with you. And I, I that's the only reason I know that that's a thing. <laughs> you are, you have, you have no idea how lucky you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, a, in a weird way though, I can almost understand the appeal of that. I mean, there are, it, it is kind of fun to have a sort of call and response thing back and forth with people like that. Uh, I mean, uh, sometimes it's just a, a sci-fi reference or something. Like if, if I said that there's a couple of my friends, two or three of my friends who would totally get this right away. But if I said to them, fish, they would go, today's fish is trout a la creme. Enjoy your meal, which is a red dwarf reference. Okay. Uh, back, okay. back in high school, um, I don't know where the hell this came from, but if you said to someone, do you want to buy a duck? They say a what? You say a duck. They say, does it quack? You say, of course it quacks. It was just this little weird little ritual thing we had <laughs> that that was fun to do. And like religion seems to have all of that stuff where I mean, they live and prosper. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I mean, every religion has its own secret handshake. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there is that. And uh, I, I would be completely remiss if I did not add this one in. 
only because I can get away with it because my show, my rules, my little one and I, we have very much enjoyed having watched um, Firefly, mm. short as it was. But every once in a while, one of us will end up going ahead and saying, if it moves, shoot it. And the other one will respond instantly with, unless it's the captain, unless it's the captain. <laughs> I enjoy the hell out of that. Oh, crap. Yeah, I guess Firefly does kind of qualify as its own religion, doesn't it? Damn it! Well, <laughs> yeah, kind of. Kind of. Oh, well. well I was just going to say, I don't know that Colin response is that big of a thing in the Catholic Church, though. I mean, Oh, yes, it is. Well, I mean, yeah. it is, but I mean, oh, after yes, you go to Mass for 20, 30 years, it becomes rote. I don't even think you think about what you're saying. It's just automatic. And that's the problem. Because, like yeah. I said, I was a kid. That whole the Lord's Prayer is in there. And I nice can, and creed and all that stuff, it is all in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. The whole uh the whole sit down, kneel, get up, kneel, Walk in. Yep. and and the whole call and response thing, it it is freaky, scary to me how much of that programming is in there, and there's not a goddamn thing that I can do probably for the rest of my life to get rid of it. And as much as I made the joke about the whole, you know, may the force be with you thing, that's still going to be in there for the rest of whatever. And indoctrinators, they understand that perfectly. I mean, once yeah. it's in there, it's in there. Yeah. But as I mean, someone who came people. from like Church of Christ and actually went to a few Catholic masses, the first one I went to freaked me back all out. Because yeah. of the call and response and all that. And it sounded like just a bunch of people talking in monotone because they were just, you know, doing it for memory, not paying any attention. And I was like, wow, this is really creepy. And even the seminary, uh, it's more um, it's more a psychology course than, uh, uh, I mean, it's about just, you know, the methods of indoctrination and all that. It's, it, it's scary to, to see how this works. And you imagine that if you remove critical thought from the picture, um, somebody without critical thought has no means to reprogram themselves. You know, uh, BD, I think that's I think that's one of the things that's uh, actually kind of kind of cool about uh, the kind of stuff that we do. We are very much not the call and response group. We are definitely not the programming group. We are very much the absolute antithesis to the whole damn thing we don't have a set style we don't have a uh, the only thing that is consistent for you for your shows um your openings because you typically have one of uh i think it's a, a half dozen different openings that you could use uh half dozen different closings and that's after that it's well um here you go i'm going to present the facts to you again because, well, you didn't get it the first time, and somebody's got to go ahead and do it again. Although, uh, one thing I do find kind of ironic, though, I mean, you talk about my intros <clears throat> and my outros and all of that, but I also do have three things that are consistent in every video. Um, because I have that, that sort of preamble intro, 
that leads into um, the the first clip of the theist and then me responding to it. But then at the end of that, I say, let's do this and have my actual channel intro. And then when that's done, I say, greetings, fellow space travelers, bionic dance here. Now, the truly ironic part, though, is the closing to all of my videos is don't run on automatic. Please think. Right. And uh, and. But but because I do that at the end of every video, I'm kind of running on automatic. So it's a little, <laughs> a little bit ironic. <laughs> but but I mean, at the same time, I think it's still good advice. It is. Oh, totally. It's, it's, yeah. it's, I think the like one of the craziest things I saw uh, when I was when I was younger, I was in Sea Cadets, and we traveled to Halifax, Nova Scotia, because there's a big ass naval base there. Now, I was one of maybe. Two Lutherans in that uh, troop, the majority of which were Catholic, and they were all not very nice people. Let's just put it that way. These people I grew up with, they were like just they they were definitely not the fine, upstanding members of society you would hope to be. But when we got, we actually attended mass in a church in a Catholic church. Uh, my first time ever in a Catholic church, uh, and compared to what I was used to as far as a church goes. This place was opulent. Like, there was a lot of gold in there. Maybe it was just brass, but it, it just looked very expensive. But, again, I, I knew nothing about, you know, Catholic ritual, about all the stuff that goes on. And as soon as the, the, the pastor or whatever, the priest got up there and started talking, and the whole call and response... Here I was watching people that, um, you know, later on in life, uh, the majority of them would have criminal records, still do. <laughs> um, the response, speaking in Latin, the moving of their hands and everything like that, it was robotic. Hmm. Uh-huh. It was chilling. It was very chilling as to like, okay, I, I know this guy, uh, he gets, he's almost gotten in trouble with the police more times than I can count. Uh, he's been drunk more times before 18 than I have been after 18. And I'm almost as old as Shujin. Um, and, and yet in a church setting, it's, it's like he just, like somebody just flipped a switch and he just went, uh, went automaton on me. Mm-hmm. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. So they, these people, you say they were uh, Lutherans, yes? No, no, no. no, no. I was the Lutheran uh, uh, going into a Catholic. Thing. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I, I was thinking, like, if they were Lutherans and they had uh, criminal records, that would kind of make them Lex Lutherans. <laughs> awesome. Oh, I done walked into that one. That's all. Well I played. Every time I hear Lutheran, that's where my brain goes every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've, been, I've, been a, I've been a nice host. I've been nothing but genteel. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> I'm calling this one karmic retribution for four or for eight years of Friday nights. There you go. <laughs> this is what I get. I can't believe it's been that this long. Yeah, that's true enough. I've been, I've been part of that crew for eight years, and they were going on years before I was even thought of that's, that's as, as, a, as, a, as a host. That's true. And um, now that I've got my, yeah, i got to put my glasses on because I'm having a hard time 
focusing at this point. This is what happens. Dry air, eh, buffalo, winter, whatever. Anyway, uh, and I was just finally uh, catching up on uh, what time it was. Uh, YouTuber Grudge did see you over there. Hi. And um, TD, uh, I will go through the the stuff that you gave us uh, a little bit further later. Um, a lot of it is unfortunately kind of ground together for me. So I'm going to have to decompress it a little bit later. Um, seeing as how we're getting pretty close to the uh, uh, the typical uh, closeout mark, um, is there... Uh, from the regular host group, uh, is there anything anything that uh, anybody's still yet wants to uh, have hit? Because I'm gonna, I'm going to give BD the uh, uh, the honor of closing this out in a couple of moments. I did want to say one thing when we were talking about uh, uh, Kate, you not uh, coming from you know that that dramatic I left religion background that a lot of people that a lot of atheists do. So you were worried about just having to deal with the facts. I. I don't think it really matters what anyone's background is if they're in this game. Like me, I'm probably the most milk toast out of all of us here. I, I did not have a dramatic thing for me. It was more, I've been watching how religion has affected my friends. Um, how it affected a, a particular family of whom I was very close to years ago, but as well as watching what, the U S government is doing in the name of religion to the laws, which is completely against the law. And that's when I, that was my thing to say, you know what? Yeah. I've got to get on side of this because these people are, these people are being criminal. Yep. And uh, yeah, I can't speak for myself. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, that I, I'm fighting back against the religion that brought me up. Like, no, I'm, I'm fighting for the people who, are basically going to be victims of laws put in place because of religion. I just, I can't stand for that. Yeah. So well, as far as I'm concerned, the, I'm, you know, I, it's kind of uh what's the, the Latin expression reducing to the absurd, but religion is basically it's, it's totalitarianism just using a psychological tool, which is, which is God's indoctrination. And it is criminal what they're doing to children. Um, you know, removing, they're, they're basically crutch salesmen who amputate children. Well, it's like, that's how I ended up being such a hardcore believer. Cause when I was really little, I, I remember my grandparents praying over lunch going, well, this is dumb. And like think, singing kids songs in my head while everybody was praying going, well, that was stupid. And it wasn't until I got sent to vacation Bible school and somebody told me about how I was going to burn in hell forever. That scared the shit out of me. And I was like seven years old, maybe. And was absolutely terrified. And that's why I was like, I better believe this stuff because I don't want that to happen. Like, that's not fair. I could have, I could have had the same experience as Kate and been like, no, this is stupid for my entire life. But I had to waste, you know, the bulk of my youth with that stuff. <clears throat> but, oh, and Kate, I just love it when you say chowder head. Just got to say. So when I say what? Chowderhead. Oh yes, yes. 
that's that's been a, an expression of mine, a word of mine I love using for quite some time. It has kind of an old school feel to it, a, a sort of mm-hmm. archaic thing yep. going on. Uh, it's like the kind of thing you might expect to see coming out of, well, someone mentioned Archie Bunker before. Yep. Like, that, yep. like that era. Uh, my grandparents yep. would say it. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. it's a fun word. I like it. <laughs> yeah, child. And, and you got you got you got your meathead, your dingbat, all that stuff there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to be fair, since you're originally an East Coaster, somehow that doesn't totally surprise me either that you like that one. Yeah. Well, my, most of my relatives were living in New York somewhere, so yeah. My people. <laughs> well, also, I um, my dad's sister and her family lived in New Jersey, so. I'm sorry. <laughs> did they did did they get better? Well, they're living in Ohio the now, so that's debatable. That's debatable. Ooh, they're, they're, Ohio. No, that that's 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 fine. I mean, Callie Wright lives out there, so there we go. That's good. Yeah, but Ohio's the most boring state ever to drive through. It, really it could is. be worse. I mean, it's not like it's Indiana. There you go. It could be Saskatchewan. Okay, I haven't driven through Saskatchewan. Thankfully, I'll be flying over it next month. But <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I've often said that there's nothing wrong with Canada that warming it up and nuking Quebec won't fix. <laughs> well, see, I'm in Ontario, so feel free to drop by anytime. <laughs> well, if I if I go visit Canada like anytime soon, it'll probably be Vancouver. Yeah, which is somewhere I haven't been. I've never been west, been east all over. But yeah, oh, Vancouver is so nice. It's like the Canadian equivalent of Portland, Oregon. Yeah, yeah I've never been west in the U.S. either. Although I'm at least going as far as Calgary this year in Las Vegas this summer. So there's that. I'll get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, I've been to Seattle um, in that area twice now, I think. Yeah, once for once for a convention and once for work. And uh, I loved it down there. Uh, Seattle's nice, but the weather was slowly killing me, which is why I moved to Southern California. Mm. Bridget, was there uh, anything left for you that you wanted to go ahead and pop in before we uh, see back closing? Uh, No, I think I'm good. And I just wanted to thank Kate for coming on and hanging out with us. It was a lot of fun. All part of the service. (laughs) 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 So uh, let me give you my quick... uh, my quick closing, and then I'll, uh, I'll turn it over to our guest because, I mean, it seems only fair. Um, there are a lot of things that we kind of covered, and and some of it wasn't exactly directly into the idea of self-defense, but I'll give you this one. The idea of being worried about what has happened to family, people that you love, friends, pets, after they die when you've been living a lie and don't even realize it, that is traumatic as hell. When my grandmother passed, I remember I was up here. I was an adult and I wasn't necessarily really religious. And I actually asked somebody, do you think that my grandmother would be in heaven? And I look back on that now and it's like, I was a grown ass adult. I was married for crying out loud. What the hell? I was worried about this. And I try to think 13 year old me when my first dog died, how devastated I was because we literally grew up together. I was nine months old when I first got that dog. 
We have to worry about this for people. This is the self-defense. It may not necessarily be for ourselves, but in a lot of ways, some of this self-defense is for the people that don't yet realize they needed it. And with any luck, maybe we'll be worth helping them out. At least I would hope that we end up helping them out. Bionic Dance, I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to basically close us out with whatever last pieces of, of knowledge, whatever last pieces that you'd like people to know for what it is that you, whatever it is you want to impart at this point. It's all well, yours. One thing that we didn't actually cover, I mean, my, my focus tends to be more on uh, the people who would abuse the, the queer, the LGBT community. But I mean, another way of defending ourselves that we might have to do is against folks who use religion for war. I mean, you look at the conflicts in the Middle East right now, uh, that's a way in which some folks need to defend themselves as well. I mean, the more we can get people to realize that religion has no basis in fact, I mean, even if it's true, even if it's real, we have no reason to think so. Uh, it would make justifying some of the wars they want to fight, some of the people that they want to kill a lot more difficult. And I, I, I think that's another way that we need to learn to defend ourselves. Uh, but other than that, I don't have a lot to say that hasn't already been said. Um, I mean, I could launch into a diatribe against faith, which I do on a fairly regular basis. But I think more than anything else, what I'm going to say is uh, if you don't subscribe to my channel, you eat yellow snow. So <laughs> there you go. Yes, that's that's B-I-O-N-I-C-D-A-N-C-E with no space in between. There you go. So if we all subscribe, could you point that nuke at Quebec for us? I, you know, I will do my best. Thank I will, you. Uh, yeah. Um, and you know, you know who's from Quebec? William Shatner. That's just further oh. evidence. Further evidence <laughs> Quebec is evil. A source of no, evil. No, no, no. fucking Shatner. <laughs> you know. That's what Will Wheaton calls him. I am going to say this right now. To, to anybody that, you know, ever talks about, you know, how awesome Star Trek is. I'm going to give you a name. Barbara Adams. She was the uh, backup juror during the Bill Clinton trial for Whitewater. Mm. Who would only appear in court if she could in her full Starfleet regalia because she I was a Starfleet that. officer. I was actually, <laughs> I was looking for that one because I... Um, that's awesome. Yeah. A little bit of full disclosure. I, I am part of the furry fandom and of course, everybody likes to dump on that. And I say, go ahead. You know what? Yeah. We have people who have sex in furniture because that's about the equivalent of what the amount of upholstery that goes into a fursuit, but at least a fursuiter has never gone to jury demanding to be in fursuit. <laughs> you know, the first time I heard about the concept of furries, what I pictured was so completely different. Because, um, I mean, I, I didn't realize folks were dressing up like stuffed animals, basically. I was picturing the cast of Cats. I could only wish that I had a body like those guys. <laughs> and and this is coming from someone who actually figured a way of making a Tribble costume. Yes, I did it. It was horrific. 
But no, seriously, when when I first heard about furries, I I was so wrong. <laughs> well, Dallin is one. I am one of the others. As you so. can tell from the uh, the avatar that I'm currently displaying, that's uh, that's my boy. Uh, yes, well, yes, some violent I, tendencies, but you know, I can see the appeal of that character for sure. <laughs> yeah, I. You know, it was funny. I've, um, I've, well, the, the book I wrote was kind of about his origin. Um, but I could never really get a good visual visualization of, you know, what he is, what he is, or how, how much of a badass he was when he grew up until I saw the first blade movie. And I kind of went, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I think now is about as good a time as any to uh, see about closing us all out. Of course, uh, it would not be, it would not be seemly of me to uh, to not start off by saying a huge thank you to Bionic Dance, and you were you were cordially invited to hang around with us after we close up the recording itself to chat with us if you still got a few more minutes. Sure, and you know I have to say I enjoyed my time here. If you want me on again, let me know. I would very much love that. So, uh, so that everybody remembers where to find you, because we will have all of your contact information in the show notes for you. Well, yes, Bionic Dance uh, is my YouTube channel name, capital B-I-O-N-I-C, capital D-A-N-C-E, no space in between. You'll find me with that rather easily. Thank you very, very kindly. I'm, I, I, said, I said off the air, and I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to go back a little bit on my word. Um, all of you that are watching right now, you have no idea how much I'm trying not to fangirl right now through this whole damn show. All right. All right. All right. All right. Damn. If ever you were listening to the show after the fact, you should really come over and take a look at me right now because inside I'm vibrating about as fast as Superman trying to hide his face from everybody. There's a story about that. That's, a, that's another time to deal with all that later. You're, 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 you're shuffling close to TMI zone there. Deal with it afterwards. Joseph, thank you very much for your time this morning and deal with, you know, off again, on again, off again, on again. Welcome back. And thanks very much. You have yourself a great morning. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. And you too, sir. No worries at all. Take care of yourself. Heretic Woman, I know I I did the the intro all kinds of different this time because I was moving from left to right across the country for a change. So yes. I will give you, since I got you, in a different order this time. Oh, well, excellent. So, of course, you can find me on Beyond the Trailer Park, which is Monday evenings at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And this week we are talking, our our friend of holy crap, uh, Dr. Schloss, is coming on. And we're going to talk about a phenomenon called the involuntarily celibates, or incels, as they are known on Reddit and other places. So... That uh, should be interesting there. You really have to bring up my love life at this point. <laughs> uh, you do not put yourself anywhere near their category. Just to say, oh. is, yeah. is that the same Dr. Schloss that we had on a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yep. And, and you might ask, why would I ask a psychiatrist on instead of like an actual incel person? Well, they tend to be very, right and misogynist yeah. so i'm just no <laughs> yeah. i 
that's that's so I'm like, you know what? I'll talk to a professional about this stuff. So uh, yeah. we're we're gonna learn about that because I think it is important to know about the the phenomenon and the group and all of that. But I don't think I really want to platform anybody from that group. Just saying, but it should be interesting. Uh, so that's Monday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern uh, with Beth and myself. And uh, uh, Morgan's up to her eyeballs in the end of law school. So she may not be around for a little bit. We'll see how that goes. But, I mean, the girl's going to plan to write the bar in July, I think she said it was today. So yep. she, she's got a lot on her plate. Yes. So there's that. And of course, you can also find me on Full Quranic, where I read the Quran so you don't have to. And uh, you can find that at www.fullquranic.com. All lots of fun Allah stuff, if you can call it that. But, you know, somebody's got to read it. <laughs> so yeah. there you go. Fun. You have to excuse her. Yeah. She's Canadian. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. Anyway, Bridget. Thank you very much for your time this morning and uh, you have yourself a good rest of your weekend. Oh, uh, and you as well. And if anyone needs to find me, they can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch, or you can check out my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. Thank you much. And Dallin, of course, thank you very much for your time. And uh, good to have you back. I'm glad you're back from all the travels this week. Well, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens in the future. I've got a few more coming up, but uh, hey, it's all part of the job. Uh, as for me, got to hang out. yeah, that was really cool. Um, that was a good restaurant, by the way, too. I liked it. Anyways, uh, for myself, of course, I am the uh, audio curator of the uh, the podcast version of this show over at holycraftoflogcast.com. Uh, as for me, myself, if uh, whenever I'm in the mood and sober enough to actually uh, write something that maybe wouldn't fit in the scope of this particular show, but something I want to get off my chest. Uh, you can always catch me over at in the Thank you very much. So yes, if you'd like to go ahead and uh, take advantage of the audio only set, take a swing over to Holy crap, the over on the left-hand side. Just remember to click on the symbol for the podcast, not the actual word because WordPress is weird that way. Sorry, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. But, of course, if you would like to get in contact with us, all of our contact information is over there. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, the phone number over there is, you'd think I'd actually have this memorized by now, 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Be more than happy to, who knows, maybe actually put a person's voice up on the line for a change. I don't know, let's see about that. But in the meantime, Thank you very much for being with us. Um, like I said at the top of the show, man, four years. You know, I'll tell you the same thing that I tell people when I hear about anniversaries. Especially when I hear that people have been married for several decades. You know what I keep telling them? It's a good start. So, you all have yourselves a good rest of however long it's going to be until the next time we get together again to cash. Thank you for kicking my ass to the guys over at barroom atheist and for, um, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm 
having a real hard time getting these words out tonight from uh, No Religion Required. Thank you for being part of our family. Appreciate all that you guys have done. And for all of you, take good care of yourselves. You come back next time. So until then, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, as always, for my lady. It's almost 13 years on. I am still in love with you. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream with me. Till next week and the next time we get together, everyone, as always. Good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.